This is the Cherry Leaf Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the Cherry Leaf Podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at generative AI. We spent a lot of time over the past few weeks looking at artificial intelligence and how it can be used by technical communicators. We've taken a decision to create a course on using generative AI in technical communication. We're busy working on that and we've been doing our research and writing exercises and putting together a transcript and at some point that will be ready and will be published on our e-learning platform for people to take. And a link to that, we're also running a webinar on the 29th of June. We ran a survey asking people if they would list any questions they might have about using AI with the promise that we would answer them. And the webinars on that, we will be doing another version of that, we hope, at a conference in the autumn. I've submitted a conference presentation for the TCUK conference on that topic. A number of months will have passed between now and then, so the content will be updated, I'm sure. It seemed obvious in this podcast episode to talk about generative AI. And what I thought would be a good topic to cover is the buzzwords because one of the challenges with any new technology or new thing is understanding buzzwords that are used and getting that also that big picture of how things work. So in this episode what we'll do is we'll go through the, the most common buzzwords involved in generative AI. Just as an aside, who am I? I'm Ellis Pratt. I'm one of the directors at Cherryleaf. I should have mentioned that at the beginning. Okay, let's get started. What is AI? According to Google, artificial intelligence, or AI, is a discipline within computer science that focuses on creating intelligent agents. These agents are computer systems that can reason, learn, and act autonomously. AI is the theory and methods for building machines that can think and act like humans. Examples of AI include speech recognition and translation between different languages, such as English and French. So what's generative AI? Generative AI is a type of artificial intelligence system that uses artificial neural networks to generate new content. And we'll explain what is meant by artificial neural networks in a minute. So generative AI is about new content. Generative AI can produce various types of content such as text, images, audio, and synthetic data in response to a prompt or a series of prompts. And we'll explain prompts in a minute. In the past, large language models used by AI systems tended to be what are called discriminative models. They would classify or predict labels for points of data. Generative AI systems and models are different because they can generate new data and generative language models learn patterns from training data and they can, for example, generate natural sounding text. 
So we mentioned large language models and we mentioned prompts. So we need to define those. And let's start with prompts. A prompt is a short piece of text submitted to a large language model to receive a response back. Prompts are normally written in a way you would ask a person in your natural language. For example, give me a list of things that I should bring with me to a camping trip. After the model receives a prompt, depending on the type of language model being used, it can generate code, images, videos, music, and more. So what are large language models? Large language models are a powerful type of AI that enable computers to comprehend and generate natural language. They can be used to build all sorts of applications, such as chatbots. Large language models are also known as LLMs, and there are LLMs that are trained on vast amounts of text data to understand and generate human-like language. Training a large language model involves exposing it to enormous sets of data, such as books, articles, and websites, to learn the statistical patterns and semantic representations of language. The training process involves predicting the next word in a sentence or filling in missing words based on the context of the given text. By refining its predictions iteratively, the model becomes better and better at understanding and generating coherent human-like responses. According to Benedict Evans, large language models do not tell you the answer to your question. They tell you when people ask questions like that, this is what the answers that other people tend to give look like. Over time, the difference may or may not narrow depending on what kind of question you're asking. So a large language model is a machine that uses statistical predictions to work out its responses. Foundation models are large AI models pre-trained on vast amounts of data. They can be fine-tuned for specific tasks and they have the potential to revolutionize various industries. Examples of large language models are OpenAI's GPT-3 and GPT-4 and Google's Palm. You can get large language models to produce useful behaviors by writing the right input text. As we mentioned, this is called a prompt. So what's the difference between a chatbot and a large language model? Traditionally, a chatbot and a large language model serve different purposes and have different characteristics. A chatbot is a task-orientated conversational agent with typically or traditionally predefined rules, patterns, and specific functions. A large language model is a more general purpose language generation model capable of understanding and generating text across a wide range of topics and prompts. The training of them also differs. Traditionally, chatbots are trained using specific rules and patterns defined by their developers. They rely on predefined sets of responses or scripted conversations to handle user queries. Large language models like GPT-3 and Palm are trained on vast amounts of diverse text data. As we mentioned earlier, they learn to generate text by predicting the next word in a sentence or filling in missing parts of a given text. The training process enables them to capture a broad understanding of language 
and generate coherent and contextually appropriate responses. Chatbots and large language models have different levels of flexibility. Chatbots are typically built with a specific purpose in mind and designed to handle a predefined set of tasks. They're often limited to specific domains or contexts, and their responses are based on pre-programmed rules or patterns, as we mentioned. Large language models are more flexible and adaptable. They can generate text on a wide range of topics and handle diverse prompts. They don't require explicit programming for each task or scenario, and they can generate responses based on their understanding of language and context. The context and conversational flow between them differs. Chatbots are often built with conversational flow in mind. They aim to guide users through a specific interaction or transaction. They might store user context and use it to provide more personalized responses. Large language models can also maintain context, but they usually focus on generating coherent responses based on individual prompts rather than managing a multi-turn conversation. So what about ChatGPT? Is ChatGPT a chatbot or a large language model? And this is where it gets a bit messy. It can be considered to be both a chatbot and a large language model because it combines elements of both. ChatGPT is designed specifically for interactive conversation, making it chatbot-like in nature. It's intended to simulate human-like conversation and engage in back and forth exchanges with users. It can take up to 3000 words of context when you're asking it to do things. Behind the scenes, the free version of ChatGPT currently uses a large language model called GPT 3.5 Turbo. And this was also made available via an API in March 2023. And there's also a paid option called ChatGPT Plus, which gives you priority access to the website and the prompt. GPT-4 is the latest large language model released by OpenAI. It was released in March 2023. GPT-4 models give more synthetic and factual responses compared to GPT-3. It has better reasoning capabilities for solving complex problems. It can take from between 6,000 to 25,000 words of context. However, it's slower and more expensive compared to GPT-3 and GPT-3.5 Turbo. OpenAI, the makers of ChatGPT, has another app for using ChatGPT, and that's called the OpenAI Playground. It offers more advanced features for users who want to customize and experiment with the GPT models to see how they affect the model's behavior. Users can choose from multiple GPT models, adjust the model's size, select different output formats, and more. The ChatGPT APIs provide a more flexible and customizable way to interact with the large language model when compared to the ChatGPT website and the OpenAI Playground. The ChatGPT APIs are a set of APIs or application programming interfaces that allow developers to use the capabilities of the GPT models in their applications. So those are the core basic definitions and buzzwords that you need to know. There are other buzzwords. And if you like, you can stop the podcast episode at this point and that's it. But what we'll do now is we'll go into some of the 
other buzzwords that are around that provide some more information and background on using large language models. The rise of artificial intelligence has been driven by a technology or a tool called machine learning. Machine learning is a subfield of artificial intelligence that involves training large language models from input data. The trained model can make useful predictions from new or never seen before data drawn from the same one used to train the model. For example, it can predict the next word that should follow these words, the cat sat on the. Machine learning allows computers to learn without explicit programming. To an extent, it trains itself. The common types of machine learning models are supervised, unsupervised and semi-supervised learning. Supervised learning is about the situation where supervised models learn from labelled data, where each data point, such as a word, is associated with a label or tag. And that tag might be a name, a category or a number. And this is the most common type of machine learning for large language models. In supervised learning, the model learns from examples to predict future values. Test data values are inputted into the model. The model outputs a prediction and compares that prediction to the training data used to train the model. If the predicted test data values and the actual training test values are far apart, that's called an error. And the model tries to reduce this error until the predicted and the actual values are closer together. So the computer learns how to map the way from an input or an output or a result. And this is known as A to B or input to output mappings. So ChatGPT and GPT models are trained to take a series of messages as an input from the prompt and return a model generated message as the output. This means if you wanted to carry out supervised learning for a chat interface that used your own large language model, you can decide what is A, the input, and what is B, the output, and how to make it useful for your organization. Unsupervised models learn from unlabeled data, and they aim to discover patterns or groupings within the data. So let's talk about deep learning and neural networks. Deep learning is a type of machine learning that allows large language models to process more complex patterns than other types of machine learning. Generative AI is a subset of deep learning. Deep learning uses a powerful set of tools called neural networks. A neural network is a mathematical equation or software that tells it, given the inputs, how you compute the outputs. And in addition to supervised and unsupervised learning, there is also semi-supervised learning. Neural networks can use both labeled and unlabeled data, and this is called semi-supervised learning. Semi-supervised learning is a combination of supervised and unsupervised learning, where a model is trained on a small amount of labeled data and a large amount of unlabeled data. According to Google, the labelled data helps the neural network to learn the basic concepts of the task, while the unlabeled data helps the neural network to generalise to new examples. So we can go back to how we defined generative AI earlier and refine it. We can say that generative AI is a subset of deep learning. This means it uses artificial neural networks. 
it can process both labeled and unlabeled data using supervised, unsupervised, and semi-supervised methods. So let's talk about some of the buzzwords around creating a large language model. If you're not involved in creating a large language model, then you don't necessarily need to worry about this or know too much about it. So the first buzzword is vector encoding. For an AI system to understand non-numerical content, it must be converted into a numerical format. This conversion from unstructured data to numerical data is called vectorizing or encoding. Each item, and that could be a single word, an image, or an audio file, is encoded into a list of numbers, and this list is called a vector. The encoding process can be done by different kinds of algorithms, and it's done through a deep neural network, and the buzzword for that is deep learning vector embedding. Some more buzzwords about the creation process. A major breakthrough in machine learning happened in 2017 as a result of a paper from Google called The Transformer. And this paper introduced the concept that attention is crucial for AI systems. In the context of AI systems, attention refers to the ability of the system to focus on specific parts of information that are relevant or important for a given task. It's like our human ability to selectively concentrate on specific details while ignoring others. In AI systems, attention works by helping the system allocate its computational research to focus on the most relevant parts of the input data. Some more buzzwords, predicting and embedding. The other two key developments that have contributed to AI's progress have been predicting the next word, or and words are sometimes called tokens, and embedding. Embedding involves creating complex maps of related concepts. And the last buzzword is hallucinations. Hallucinations are words or phrases that are generated by the model that are factually or grammatically incorrect. Now I should point out a couple of things. People do tend to play fast and loose with definitions. They're not necessarily strictly followed in terms of the definitions that you might see in a dictionary or on a course. And also, they're a lot easier to understand with examples and visuals, which I can't do with a podcast, which is purely audio only. And one thing that we can learn from this is that generative AI isn't the same as a search engine. When you make a query to a generative AI system like ChatGPT, when you put in the prompt your question, your request, it isn't acting like a search engine in providing information or links from a collection of websites. It's creating, it's synthesizing, let's get that word right, synthesizing the answer for you. I hope that's useful. Understanding the buzzwords is important. Also important is understanding how these systems work and also how you can use them, how you can build in to a large language model your content, say from a knowledge base, to create your own chatbot. So if you have any questions, then you're more than welcome to contact us, info at cherryleaf.com. Keep an eye on our website, cherryleaf.com, and our blog for information on the course and when it's released. And depending on when you listen to this episode, do consider 
subscribing and registering for our webinar on this topic and the questions that people are asking, technical communicators are asking, and the answers, we hope we can be able to provide some of the answers to those questions. Thank you for listening.